Welcome to the podcast of Revival Life Church, a spirit-filled multicultural church in Boca Raton, Florida. If you would like more information about Revival Life Church or Pastor Carl Thomas, you can find us on the web at revivallife.church. So just, can you guys just honor our, our pastors? Can you guys honor? I know just it, just it, because they just, they, they've blessed us so much. Um, they've blessed us so much. And, uh, um, I, you know, it, it's, it, it needs to be said. And we, we need to be a people that, you know, uh, that do that. And we do. Um, but it's, we can never get, uh, do that enough. I just want to, this is my wife here in the front. My name is. So my name is Duke. I am the, the, the lead usher and the director of the ushers ministry. And uh, just want to say hi to my beautiful, lovely wife that's sitting in the front row right there with my baby and my sister right there, my family. And, uh, le, le, you know, just to let you guys know, I met my wife right here Come on. at church. Come on. Church. Everyone say church. church. <laughs> where to find them? Church. That's where you find them. And, uh, yeah. Amen. That's the, that's where they at. That's where they at. Like, where you get that one? Like a church Friday night <laughs> at church. <laughs> um, but yeah, Amen, Amen. Yeah. So there you go, Amen. So it's just a it's just a blessing. I cannot see, baby. Uh, so Amen. Now I feel Pastor's pain right there. So um, as she's doing that. Uh, I am just going to look at you beautiful people looking all nice and dressed so good. Hallelujah. So uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, actually. Uh, I want to start with um, uh, this. I want to start with this, okay? This is what I'm going to say it like that. Um, when I was about uh, 10 years old, my dad, this is all going somewhere, but when I was 10 years old, my dad took me to my very first soccer game, and uh, if you knew my dad, this was a big deal because uh, leading up to the time of me going to this first soccer game, my dad really just opened up his heart and shared this joy, this gem of soccer with me. And uh, I remember so many uh, uh, days that we would just watch the game for hours. The game is already hours. And uh, he would just tell me about the nuances of the game, how it's played. And, hey, you see how they did that? Yeah, that's this and that's that. And he would just explain it to me how much he loved it. He grew up playing the game when he was a kid and uh, how these 11 guys, they come together and they, they, they work together to do this common goal to make one goal. Depending on who you watch, that might be the only goal that you see. So it's a big deal, all right? And uh, one day he comes to me, he says, uh, hey, guess what? I said, what? He goes, we're going to go, uh, Brazil is going to be in Miami. They're going to play and we're going to watch. And, uh, and if, you know... My dad, my dad is Haitian, and uh, so it was, Brazil was going to play Haiti, and, and uh, it, was, it was a big deal. And uh, Brazil, if you don't know, is the most winning soccer team ever, period, all right? Any Brazilians here? Okay, come on. It's only one today? Two? All right, so, and this was not just any Brazilian team. This was the one of the best collection of Brazilian uh, teams ever. And uh, this was about 97, to give you an idea. So this team... Uh, they just won the, the 94 World Cup here in the United States to beat Italy. And the next year, they're going to uh, play uh, in the World Cup finals again where they played, 
played France, and you know the story. They, France cheated, and, and that's what happened. But, but this was a big deal. So, you know, me, all the time leading up to this, I was very excited. I remember when, I, when we finally went out there, I put, like, I put on all the soccer clothes I had, all of them. I put on my shirt, shorts. I even think I put my, my cleats on there. And I took my ball. I took my ball that I played with every single day. I don't know why I did this, but I did. I think maybe in the back of my mind, I thought, you know, halftime, maybe they'll call me to play. Or maybe I just, <laughs> you don't know. So you just got to be ready. You know, you got you know, you learn. You got to be ready. So, so I'm there watching a game, and the game did not dis- disappoint. They scored seven goals, wow. seven, in a soccer game. Wow. That's a lot of goals, all right? And uh, Brazil scored six of them, you know. And... Uh, but I'll tell you this, this was, I think, the only game where every single goal was cheered because that's how much Haitians love soccer and Haitians love Brazil, all right? So it was a really just amazing experience, experience to have with my dad. And at the end, I kind of don't want it to end. And at the end, uh, the game finally ended, and I'm just looking out there. I'm, like, trying to get to the front, and I'm like, Dad, let's go, let's go, let's go. And we're in the middle, so we end up can't go. And my dad looks at me, he goes, uh, um, you know, all dressed up in soccer stuff, and he goes, uh, stay right here. And he takes my ball, and he, he says, stay right here, and he goes. And he's gone for a while, he leaves, and then he comes back, and he goes, here. And I look, and somebody wrote on my ball. <laughs> I was like, what? hold up, they wrote on my ball. And I was looking, and it was names like Ronaldo and Romario, and, and, and Rivaldo, and Cafu, and Cafael. If you, if, if the people, if you, if you guys know, these are like some of the best Brazilian players ever, and they all signed my ball. My ball. And I was just like, yo, this is crazy. And so I go home, I'm just so like, so excited. I go in my bed, I just remember just throwing up that ball, and looking at the names, like, wow, that's Romario. That's Ronaldo. Oh, okay. And, and you know, it was amazing. And uh, I hope the story had ended that way. But a few, uh, uh, a few months, weeks later, you know, I'm playing soccer like I always do. And uh, we're, we're in a really uh, tough game. It's like it's neck and neck. And then somebody kicks the ball that we're playing with in a tree. And uh, everyone's just like, oh, now we don't know who's going to win this game. And uh, it's like a quiet, like, who has a ball? And I'm like, I do. Uh, and then they're like, oh, you got a ball. Go get it, go get it, go get it. I said, okay. And I, and I run, go upstairs, boop, 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 boop. And then, yeah, I, I take this ball. And I, and I grab this ball. And I go back downstairs. And I'm like, here we go. It's like, oh, great. We play with that ball for like two whole minutes, okay? Two whole minutes. Somebody kicks the ball into a neighbor's property. And uh, long story short, this ball is gone, all right? They took my ball. I lost my ball. And uh, all this happened because I didn't realize at that time that when my dad gave me this ball, that ball was different. It was the same ball I played with every single day. But when, when he gave me back that ball, there was markings on that ball. And there was names on that ball that made that ball different. All right? That, that ball was different. But I didn't get that. I didn't get that. And, if you know, there's some soccer players or fans in this, in this place who are like, dude, you, you lost that ball, bro? You, you mean you don't, you don't got that ball somewhere? That ball, 
Yes, I know. And if, if, you know, people that play with me, I've never told this story to a lot of people. And there's a reason. It hurts. This yeah. story hurts. Yeah. And uh, if you know my relationship with my dad, you know why it hurts even more. And it's like, but I lost the ball. And if we're honest, all of us are being honest, in our lives, there have been things that have been very valuable. And we wish that the people in our lives took the time to say, hey, this is valuable. you got to take care of this. You, 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 there, there's a way that you treat this. This is different. And a lot of times that didn't happen. And so what happens is we experience loss, right? Is this true? Am I the only one? I know you're going to lose the ball, but come on. All right. Don't leave me out here by myself, okay? All right. And, uh, and, 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 we, and, and that's the truth. And what I didn't realize is that when my dad gave me this ball and what I could have done, because what hurt so much, to say this, is that this was a gift. And this gift, I could have gave it to my, my child, tell them about the story when I went to watch the 97 Brazilian soccer team, this World Cup champion team, about to go to the finals again, tell them about the whole thing, and I couldn't do that. That gift was lost. That story is gone. I can't add that, and I lost that. And one of the things that we're going to look at is that we cannot call what's common, uh, we can't call what the Lord calls holy common. And, I, and I'm not holy holy ball. The ball is not holy, okay? But stay with me. The, the word holy, there's two, there's a few different words that mean that, that word, and one of it is different. Everyone say different. different. And the other one is separate. separate. So that ball, when my dad gave it to me, was different. and I should have known that it was separate from yeah. all the other balls. I didn't know that. And so with the time that we have here, I, I want to talk to us not about sports memorabilia, not about footballs or soccer balls. I want to talk to us about how God likes to, uh, he likes to put things of great value and hide them in things that are very common, seemingly very common places and surroundings. Amen. Hallelujah. And uh, uh, Proverbs Proverbs 25, 2 says, it is the glory of God to conceal a matter, but it is the honor of, of kings to search it out. It says, it is the glory of God to conceal a matter, but it is the honor of kings to search it out. Now, on our pursuit this morning to find out and figure out what are these things that God, uh, these gifts that God hides in certain places, as we pursue how to discover that, how to find that, and hopefully how not to have your ball lost like me, figuratively, and, um, we're 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 gonna look at this, but we have to we have to know this about God. He loves doing this. He loves concealing these things. Come on. Come on. Um, so uh, we're gonna look at this again. And uh, uh, this morning, uh, for the time we have, I want to talk to us around the, the the topic of of honor and how honor and glory in the Bible they hang out together. This so when you see honor, you see glory, glory, honor. We're seeing that song, glory, glory, and the Bible says. Glory and honor. So these words hang out together. So the word honor in the Bible, when you look at it as a, a noun, it has these three groupings of words that, it, that, that carry to explain the word, okay? So this is Bible honor, all right? And so it means highly esteem. Everyone say highly esteem. Highly esteem. Value, Value. And greatly respect, pr- pretty much greatly respect, thank you. 
And that's pretty much someone that we know about. Like, yeah, you know, honor, great respect, you know. But the other ones are, are, are very important to what we're going to talk about. And then glory, on the other hand, it, it literally means the heavyweight goodness of God. Yes. Heavyweight goodness of God. Why is that important? Because uh, value, if we, somebody has a watch, you might say, oh, that's a, that's a nice watch. Let me see it. And you put the watch in your hand, you kind of do this, right? Because if that watch is valuable, it's going to have some weight to it. Or if you hold on to some gold, it's going to have some weight to it. And that's the thing about honor, that it, there, it carries a value, that you value something, that it carries weight in your life and carries weight in your life. Uh, so are you guys with me? All right. Okay. So um, I want to say this scripture again. I'm going to show you something. Hopefully you didn't see. So it says, it is the honor of God to conceal a matter, but it is the honor or glory of kings to search it out. So there was glory with God. And then because of the way this king or this person honored it, there was something that was on God's side that started to transfer on his side. Everyone say flow. So there is a flow of honor that we can operate. And when we operate in this flow of honor, there's, a, there's, there's things that are transferred in this flow of honor. Amen. So I'm, I'm not going to go over all of them. Just going to go over a few of them with you. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. So as we go on, we're going to see that as we honor, there, there are three main things. We, there's life. Everyone say life. Life is, is, is transferred in this flow of honor. Yes. Another thing that we see that is transferred in, in honor is grace. And then we'll see, again, glory uh, is transferred in this honor. Amen? Amen? All right. We're with me. All right. So we're going to go to our first scripture, and that's Ephesians 6, verses 2 and 3. Hallelujah. And uh, it's very familiar. We, we know the scripture, right? It says, honor thy father and mother, this is, oh, it's right there, honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with the promise, so that it will go well with you and that you will live a long life. So what do we get from this? Ah, uh, it's not, you know, and just please, as we're doing this, do me a favor. Don't look at any of these scriptures the way that you heard them. I know you probably, you know, maybe heard them in a, you know, a religious Service somewhere, and you're like, oh, it's, uh, it's not that. This is, say, say this, this is not that. <laughs> All right, this is not that, okay? Uh, so, yes, it says, honor thy mother and father, but there's a, there's a principle. First thing that we know that it's the first command with the promise, so it's pretty important. The Bible says this like eight times. Uh, but it's important to God that we as people must understand where we came from. And uh, we, we have to understand, it's like, well, bro, you don't even know about my mom or my dad. Or, yeah, yeah, I get it. You don't know about mine either. Uh, so, so what are we saying here? What are we talking about? So, but the thing is that God says, it's important to me that you understand where you come from. It's important to me that you understand where you are right now is the sum total of somebody else's sacrifices. Come on. Come on. What? Where you are right now is the sum total of somebody else's sacrifices for you. Oh, but, you know, my mom didn't know about finances, about this. But she knew enough to work two jobs or whatever she did to put food on the table, get a roof in your head. That was enough, right? 
That was enough. So what you know, it, you, you couldn't even be where you are if they didn't make that sacrifice. And God says, it, you need to be a person that understands that because when you do, there is long life that is extended to you and it goes well with you. Even if it's like, oh, well, my mom did this good, but, you know, this was not so good. I won't do that. You learn, and it, the Bible says it will go well with you. It, you will be prosperous, and you will have long life. Amen? So um, the next thing I want to, this is a familiar story, and uh, so we're just going to talk about it. There's, 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 a, there's, a, there's a happening in the Bible where Jesus is just, no, come on. We're going to go on a story here, right? So Jesus is walking through a crowd. There's a lot of people, just like, let's think New York, you know, rush hour. Or Miami, rush hour. Just a lot of people going back and forth. And Jesus is going somewhere. And it says that there's this woman that had this issue for 12 years. And the Bible says, it gives detail. It says that this issue that she had for 12 years, that she, she spent all her money to, with doctors trying to fix this issue that she had. They're taking the time to tell us. So we'll take the time to say the details. And it says that she said, oh, she looked through the crowd, and she says, oh, if I can just touch him, this guy right here, Jesus, I will be made whole. And so the Bible says she began to push through the crowd, and she went to look, everyone say look, for Jesus. And when she found him, she touched him. And the Bible says that from that moment, there was, that, there was healing that was released to her. And she was made whole. And then, and, and it's, and, and then Jesus said, hey, 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 something just happened. Somebody touched me. Something went out of me. And they're like, Jesus, uh, bro, we're, we're, in a, we're, in a, we're in a crowd. Everybody's hitting all of us. What are you talking about? No, 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 no. Somebody touched me. You see, there's a thing that when you flow and operate in this honor that you receive things that other people don't receive. So, so there was there, there, so uh, so well, there's something about honor that when you operate it, you receive things that other people don't receive. So there was people passing Jesus, bumping his shoulder, and they passed him, didn't get nothing. But this woman passed, touched Jesus, and she was made whole. I'm I'm telling, I'm sure, I'm pretty sure that there was other people in that crowd that had issues that they needed to be made whole of. I'm pretty sure in that crowd there was people that, they, they, that there were situations, issues that they needed resolving. But one of the truths that we get is that, and you say it with me, proximity is not enough. You could be close, you could be right here, and nothing happens. But if you know how to flow in honor, there is something that is transferred to you because you know how to operate in that. And as we're walking and exploring this idea that God likes to hide things of, of great value in places that seem common, we need to learn how to operate in this if we're going to participate. Amen? And he says, so, and I'm gonna, we're going to take our time because I, I believe the Lord really wants us to get this, okay? This is not just a cute something. If you get this concept, this will change your whole life. This is not a cute something. This, this concept has changed my life. Has, this concept will change your life if you get it. 
And this is very important to God. So, you know, uh, so, you know, there, you know, everyone knows the scripture, right? It's in Luke. It's Luke 4. Jesus, very famous, right? Jesus goes in there. He's, he's gone to church all the time, been going to synagogue. One day he goes, hey, let me, get the, let me get the Bible. Let me get the Bible. All right. And he goes, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me. And, and they're like, and the Bible says, when he started saying that, they were like, oh, they marveled at the beautiful words that came out of his mouth. And then they said this, isn't this Joseph's son? Don't we know him? Don't we be eating challah bread with them? And uh, what are you talking about? He anointed. Huh? Jesus. We know him. And the thing is that, I'm going to say this, and this is something we got to understand. It doesn't have to, but a lot of times you got to watch it. Familiarity will breed contempt. Just because you are familiar, just as I was familiar with this ball that I play with every single day. But I, because I was so familiar, I did not understand that there was something different about this ball. And if I had recognized it, there would have been value that was transferred to me and experience I could pass on to my family, family, family. But I lost it because I was familiar with it. All right? So, it, 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 it's, it, amen. This is, but what, what was that scripture? It's the glory, it's the honor of kings or a person that learns, it gets really good at looking for this and finds it everywhere. Now, I'm just going to let you know right now, just, you know, push some things out here. Uh, this, we honor, we honor, uh, we're supposed to honor every single person. Yes. Amen. You honor uh, them for the simple fact that God created them, that they're image bearers. They, were, they, were, they, they bear the image of God, black, white, you know, all the different shapes and sizes. And we honor people for the sheer fact that God created them. We, we're, 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 uh, so that's, just want to say that. But we also, God says there's also gifts and different uh, people that he places or gifts that he places in your life that we're supposed to honor. And, and uh, I don't want to go through the scriptures. You already know it. He talks about husband on your wife, wife on your husband, children on her. Because he's trying to get this flow to pass through everybody so everybody operates in this. Amen. Amen. And uh, so this is for, this is not just a church thing. This is a life thing. When you learn how to operate this in life, your life will change forever. I promise. Amen. So... Uh, how are we doing on time? Man? Okay, okay. So we're gonna we're uh we're gonna go to this um, we're gonna go to this other scripture. But another thing, yeah, we're we're gonna go to this other scripture here. But I just wanna just deposit some nuggets with you, okay? Because I'm just gonna give you the nuggets. All right? Can I get you some nuggets? All right, all right. So we see from this woman that you can only receive to the level that you you apply honor with a lot of the things of the Spirit. You can only receive honor to the level that you have given honor as well. So you're like, I'm just going to lay these nuggets out. I'm not even going to explain. I'm just going to lay them out. And we cannot lightly esteem things that God applies great value to. 
Because if we do, we'll miss it. Amen? All right. We're, how, so we've been talking about honor as a noun. How does honor as a verb look like? How does honor in action really look like? So we, so we can actually do this. All right. So um, in Matthew 26, go ahead. Uh, Matthew 26, I'm just going to set the stage and we're going to kind of paint the picture here for you, okay? Is that all right? Is that okay? All right. So, Jesus is invited to someone's house. His name is Simon. Simon is a Pharisee. And uh, the Bible says that Jesus was invited at the house of Simon. And so Jesus took himself. He got the disciples with him. There's Lazarus, there's Mary, and uh, they're, they're there. And um, there's this woman that comes. And the, and the scripture, uh, does, some parts don't even give her a name. They say, a sinful woman came. And uh, it's very customary that when you come into, especially in Jewish culture, when you go into uh, the house, especially if you're a guest, that they want, they're, they're going to wash, they're going to give you at least, they're wash your feet or give you something so you'll, you can wash your feet, okay? Because you, you're wearing those sandals, you're stepping in poop, you're stepping in stuff, and to, to do that, and they give you something to, uh, they kiss you, they greet you, and they do that. It's just, just what they do, you know? They have a lot of uh, uh, rituals that they do, and, uh, but when Jesus came into this house, that oddly enough, they said they wanted to honor him, they didn't do any of this for him, Okay? And, and then this woman comes, sinful woman. Everyone say, sinful. <laughs> and uh, she comes, and she takes this. She doesn't even say anything to anybody. She just goes there, and she goes, boop. And there's this alabaster box or jar, and she just breaks it open. And as soon as she, just, just by when she broke it, there was an aroma that passed through the whole room. And they're like, Whoa, what, what is that? And then everybody's attention is drawn to this lady, but yet she's, her, she's focused. She's not looking at nobody. She's just looking at Jesus. And then she breaks it open, and she pours it on his head. And that oil just, ah, that oil begins to just fall on Jesus' head all the way down to his feet. And then and, and, uh, they start, there's some, some reaction that begins to happen, and... Uh, we're going to keep talking about it. There's some reaction that keeps happening. They say, what a waste. What a waste. You just wasted all that good perfume on Jesus. But she didn't see it that way. But I think it would be helpful if we knew a little bit more about this woman than just a sinful woman. If we, we look at this woman, this woman had met Jesus before. The Bible says that there was uh, a woman that had seven evil, uh, seven spirits that, demons, that, that plagued her, her life. We would say now these days, that lady got issues, right? right, right she right, got, right. she crazy. She crazy. And, and she met Jesus one day, and Jesus d- took all those issues Hallelujah. out in one moment. Hallelujah. Done. And it, if... If that was it, that would have been straight. Wow, the lady was crazy. And then she's not. The guys be like, hey, you can have my wife? Like, you better not say that. Oh, my wife is blessed. Uh, I was just, you know, this is a joke, guys. Um, it's just a joke. 
You guys are too uptight, okay? And so, um, but the thing is that if that was the end of the story, that would be enough. But the Bible says that the, the, there was a group of women that followed Jesus. Everyone say followed. followed. Remember, remember so we've got to search for this. You've got to look for it. And it says that there was a group of women that followed Jesus, and they ministered. They ministered to Jesus out of their own substance. They said, wow. They received something they, they, through honor, and they're like, no, that's not enough. I, I'm going to follow you. I'm, I'm following you. I'm hanging out with you. And so... And this woman's following Jesus. Now we go to the scripture. So we'll, we'll, we'll see some more. Uh, so everyone go to Matthew 26. And we're going to go to verse 10. And we're just going to read the first verse only. Don't read any more. And Jesus says, why trouble you, this woman? For she has done a beautiful thing or wrath a good work upon me, and some translations say a beautiful thing towards me. And this is, that breaking is what honor looks like to God. Honor is a sweet perfume to God. When, when honor is in the room, it, 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 it affects the whole room. When honor is in the room, it gets everybody's attention. When honor is in the room, God takes notice of it. And he says, that's beautiful. Other people might say, oh, you're just a whatever, a blah, blah, blah. No. When honor is in the room, it's like a sweet smell of perfume. The Bible says that this perfume, just to give you context, what the gravity of what this lady just did, uh, it, it said it was, it was equivalent of a year's wages. A year's wages. If we take it right now, probably what, $40,000, dollars $45,000 in a bottle. So, guys, that's like 40 Creed bottles. Women, if you're like, my wife loves Chanel Mademoiselle, right? That's, that, that, that's, that's, that's 400 Mademoiselle bottles that she just took and she poured on Jesus. And, and, and that's how precious, say it's precious. Precious. But uh, the, the, the response of everybody else was not that. And they responded was, what a waste. And the disciples, the Pharisees, everybody said that. And uh, we, have to, we have to say, why? Why? The disciples should have knew better, right? Like, I know the Pharisee might have said that. They're, you know, they're covetous, the Bible says. But why the did, why did disciples? So I want to, could it be that the disciples, being with Jesus all this time, seeing all the miracles, seeing it day in, day out, Jesus multiplying the bread, doing all these miracles, that they somehow took this for granted? That they thought this was going to be this way forever? And Jesus said, no, 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 no. What this lady did was good. The poor, you're going to have them with you forever. But me? Not always. So, but yeah, I just want to keep telling you about this woman. This, so so we, we, she just got delivered. She's following Jesus. And uh, her life is totally changed. But that's not it. This woman, she's sitting up in a room where her, her brother was dead. He was not only dead, he was stinking in a tomb. And this guy in this room 
raised her brother back from the dead. That she had a dead family member, and because of her connection of honoring a person, Jesus, this person is alive, sitting in the room, talking about, can I, can I get another biscuit? What? What? This? And she's like, no, 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 I, I have to honor you. There's no honor in this room? I, I'm honoring you. I'm honoring, oh, I know what I'm going to do. But she was following, the, they, they say, she just appeared. This woman has been following Jesus. That's why she, she knew just where he was. And she knew just what to do that day. And the crazy thing is that when we honor, uh, you see, they call her a sinful woman. And I, it, one, of the crazy, uh, one of the crazy things about honor, I'm looking at the time, so I, yeah, I can tell you that now, uh, is that they, they said she was a sinful woman. They had an old story of her. Their story of the woman was outdated. Because the story of the woman they had was of that woman that had them seven demons. That was crazy. But that woman was not the same woman. And she said, I'm going to break this oil. And I'm going to honor this man. Because when I saw this man, I was crazy. But when I honored this man, I not only got not crazy anymore in my right mind, flowing, getting some money now, but also my brother that was dead is alive. Oh, I'm honoring this guy. I'm going to honor him. I'm going to honor him. That's not too much. I'm honoring him. And when you are a person of honor, God will change your story. Jesus said, we can read it. He said, what this woman did will always, where you preach the gospel, where you talk about me, you better talk about this woman. You better talk about this woman. So her story was changed, and her story was connected eternally to the eternal gospel. That is what honor does. It changes a story, changes a life, changes a, a family line, and changes your story and connects it to the eternal gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, if that were it, that would be pretty great. But there's more. There's more. Jesus said, this woman, hey, this woman, what she did will be a memorial to her because she has anointed me for my burial. Fast forward, Jesus has died. They killed him because they didn't. They didn't recognize who he was. The Pharisees who were in every single meeting, if they operated in an ounce of honor, they should have been baptized in the River Jordan. They should have received the bread from life. They should have, been, they should have received eternal life. They should have been made whole. They should have had eyes to see. But because they didn't operate in honor, they crucified him. They killed him. And so he's dead now. And on the third day, he comes out of this, this tomb. He is risen. Who's the person that gets to see this man first? Who's that? Come on. Oh, it's Mary. On. There you at, Mary. Honoring Jesus, the first one. First one. And then she gets to go tell the disciples, hey, he's alive. He's alive. He is alive. He is alive. I bet you she did not think there was a preacher inside of her. I bet you she didn't think she was a, a preacher that would have preached to the apostles. Come on. Come but yet, and still, on, because of honor, let me, so let, let, me, let, me just, let me just lay something to you, okay? Let me just lay something to you. 
So when you learn how to flow and operate in this thing called honor, you, you, and treasure the gifts God has placed in your life, God will cause the hidden graces and gifts in your lives to begin to flow out of you. I'm going to say it again. When you learn how to operate in flow and honor, God will cause the hidden graces in your life to flow and transform your story of your life when you honor the gifts he has placed in your life. Hallelujah. What? Here. I know we got a little excited. What? would your family look like if every single member honored every single member? What would that look like? What would that look like? What would it look like if every single member of, of this house honored every single member? How, how, would, how would this look like? What would our story be? What would it look like if a community if a country, every single person honored every single person, it would totally be transformed, right? This is why the devil hates honor so much. Because honor is very transformative. It changes things. It changes generations. It changes lives. And it brings the gifts not only that are around you, it brings the gifts that are in you out and connects you to something bigger than yourself. Hallelujah. Is that good? Yes. Let me ask you a question. All right. Where are the gifts in your life? Where are they? We have to ask ourselves this. Where is the gifts in my family? Where is the gifts in this church? We, we, we have pastor and pastora. I know they hate doing this. And they didn't tell me to do this. this is, we, we have to honor this. If you hear the story of how they, how they went and picked up teenagers and 20-somethings, they got no job, no money, no car. Hey, somebody borrow the car from the mama and take some kids or pick people up. To everything that God has done to these kids becoming saved, delivered, set free, filled with the Holy Ghost, in their right mind, walking, operating in the power of God, prophesying, seeing Jesus. You must honor the gifts in, around you. We, you must because the truth that God is telling us, if we are, we, we are not a people that learn and recognize the gifts that are around us, we will lose out on the opportunities. We will lose out on what God intended to enrich our lives. Amen? So hallelujah. Uh, so I'm pretty much done. But you might be out there, and you're like, yo, dude, you talking all this stuff? I don't even see value inside of me. I don't even see that I have a gift. I'm going to tell you right now that you are valuable, and there is gifts inside of you, and that Jesus, Jesus died on the cross for you. He died to redeem that value that you, you don't even see. The enemy might be lying to you right now, telling you that your life is not worth living, but I'm telling you that it is, and Jesus died for it. So if, uh, if you're here... Or watching and you don't know the Lord, let me, let me invite you to know him. Amen. Because he died to redeem your value, to show the value that those hidden graces and giftings in your life would come out. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So uh, would you guys stand with me? Well, let's just honor God. I, I, I don't know if we can make it happen, but that song right there about the cross, was, it was where it was at. And uh, 
Can we look at and recognize what God has done in our midst? So I just, I'm going to get off the stage. I'm going to stop talking. Let us worship God in, and, and uh, okay, I'm going to lead you in a prayer. Ha ha. <laughs> Sweet Heavenly Father, we just thank you for every single person in this room. Father, we thank you. We acknowledge the gifts that you have laid in our midst. And Father, we, we, we just worship you. We thank you, Lord God, that you didn't leave us where you found us. Father, we thank you didn't leave us crazy. Uh, we, we, we thank you that you didn't leave us uh, uh, broken, delirious, blind, but you came. You redeemed that value. You set us free. You healed us. You made us whole. Father, we just thank you. We thank you. Uh, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. And Father, as, as, we, as this song plays, Father... We just want to just honor you and honor the gifts that you have put in and the people around us. Honor the God inside of that because we know that as we do, that you get, God, you get the glory and you get the honor. And Father, we worship you. And uh, right now, again, I'm serious. God loves you. He loves you. The cross is not a symbol of, oh, you're so sinful. The cross is a symbol of, Oh, you're so valuable. And you are valuable to Jesus. If you don't know him, pray with me. Say, Father, I thank you for sending your son Jesus to die for me on the cross. I believe that the blood of Jesus has power to wash away all my sins. I, I, I thank you for the gift. I see it now. I take the gift of eternal life. And I ask you to come into my life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Show me what it looks like to be your son, to be your daughter. Give me eyes to see what you have laid around me. Cause the treasures inside of me to come out as I honor that which you have done for me. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, come on, come on, give it up. Come on, give it up. Come on, give it up. Such a good word. Such a good word. Such a good word. Listen, if you gave your life to Jesus today, uh, we got some people who would love to pray for you here at the front, or you can fill out a connection card and give it to a uh, one of our one of our greeters. Uh, we love you. We love you. We want to see you prosper. What a great word from Duke. Man, one more time. Can you give it up for Duke? I know it was the Holy Ghost who gave him that word. <laughs> Father, we love you. We love you. We love you. Anything going on this weekend that I need to know about, honey? Bring in your stuff for the uh, school supply drive. And uh, we got a, 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 a beach thingy we're going to do on Saturday. Friday, Friday the 30th. That's why they don't let me do these things. And uh, uh, we love you. We love you. And uh, God bless you. Have an amazing, amazing week. Give somebody a big hug. And uh, if you could play some music in the back there, give it up for Mikey one more time. The grace and peace of the Lord be with you. In Jesus' name, amen.
Shout out!